0: We got some breeze bits. We got some brave bits. They're coming in hot already
1: on opera bits. Mm, bits. Why would we start on a positive note? Why would we ever want to do that?
0: If we started on a negative note, then. And then we started on a positive note, it, it would be a nice harmony.
1: It would be a little yin and yang gang. Nothing wrong with that.
0: No, nothing wrong with it at all. And. The fact that we've already been simmering for the, a little bit kind of backs that up. We're simmering? We're simmering.
1: I love a good simmer. The bubbles are starting to come on, on the surface. I can feel a little bit of brazing happening.
0: Yeah, we're, we're Don Simmer.
1: We're, we're throwing our fastballs in right away, coming in hot. Simmer Donna. Donna Summers. Okay. Okay. You ever see that SNL sketch? Like, Simmer Donna? Summer Donna? I've never really
0: been an SNL person.
1: I know it's wow. an institution,
0: but. Lauren is not going to like that. Lauren's a big brazerback. Growing up, the only thing I ever watched was sports. I mean, so I had a situation where my brother's a year and a half older, and by being an older brother, you get to dictate what I watch for all of my childhood. So he, all we watched was ESPN, basically. So I never watched anything else.
1: Wow, a bunch of sports boys. Yeah. I grew up on it. I definitely watched SNL. My parents love SNL. I remember watching SNL all the time growing up.
0: It's weird. Like my parents now watch SNL and they act like we always watched it. And I'm like, we we never watched it.
1: Revisionist history.
0: Malcolm Gladwell. That's his podcast. Nice. Glad to hear it. Well Are you? <laughs> Malcolm. Welcome to Gray's Miss, everybody. <laughs> welcome to Brace. Malcolm, glad welcome. uh, uh Glad welcome to what if we were grazed bits and we just, every now and then we had some bits?
1: If we were just grazing on some grass? Yeah. A couple of horses? Yeah. Welcome to Brazed Bitter Bites. This episode 41. We're in well, our 40s. We're in
0: our 40s. Get that freshly mowed lawn, wherever you might be, and pick some up and smell it. We're in it. I love
1: it. picking up some grass. I love picking up grass on a golf course and throwing it in the air, seeing where the wind pulls it.
0: Yeah, I well, I feel like who, when people do that, it's it's a it's not a hack move, but it's like
1: it, it's and that's the my wife of golf hacks?
0: Yeah, it might be the my wife of golf. You don't if if you're doing that to see where the winds are blowing, I feel like you're more doing it to show like no who how many people are doing that when nobody is watching? Is my question.
1: <laughs> that's that's a fair point. It's It's a pro move to me. I like throwing up a couple of shards. It shows that you've been on grass before. You've, you've experienced wind. You know how to handle it. You want to see where the wind's blowing.
0: Yeah. I'm actually playing golf for the first time this year on this coming weekend. So I'll report back and I'll... Who are you playing do, with? Uh, it's a, a bachelor party.
1: Nice. Uh,
0: so a bunch of fools.
1: I'm actually doing the same thing next friday i'm going to a college friends bachelor party on a golf course also
0: yeah i think that's the only place you could really i mean you could do bachelor parties wherever you want but it's it ensures social distance yeah it also okay. ensures if you don't know how to play golf then you can't participate so right there's that too and
1: then all of them are going camping afterwards and i said i'm gonna go home
0: isn't it nice that this situation has? I like had my first uh, play date. You might say I don't have really any friends, and I hung out with a friend yesterday for like the first time. He's listened. To, I don't know if he. I I feel like he doesn't listen. He had listened at a point and actually wanted to be a guest. Joe McGraw is his name. Okay. And he like he liked it. He said he said what why it has because I was like yeah we I, honestly there's more people who listen than I than I like we get people who listen a lot and it's cool. And he said, what's cool about the pot is that there's recurring characters like the nemesis Seidel exactly. and like Zachary snackery. And you get like people who are, yeah, the Schnecks and you get like, you get people who are kind of in the orbit and they pop up every now and then. So it feels like you're in this like weird, uh, We're in a virtual pot. Uh, yeah. Virtual so pot. Exactly. Exactly. But, I haven't really, like, made plans with a friend since this started. Um, I don't know where I was going with this. Oh, yeah, because it's, it's nice that you could just say no to, you could say no to things. Absolutely. You'd just be like, I, I feel way more empowered now to just be like, no, I don't want to do that.
1: Yeah, I was a big no to social gatherings a lot. The stand-up was a good reason to say no to a lot of things, being like, I have a show that night, I'm doing open mic. But now the pandemic is an even more of a great way to say no.
0: Exactly. And I do feel like, I mean, it's part of getting older. You're just like, I don't, like, I I recently had a situation and I was asked, I was asked to do something. I was just like, I don't, I don't really want to do that. So I just was like, I don't want to do that. It sounds like, it sounds like too much.
1: Gotta conserve your energy. Gotta protect your aura.
0: Yeah. And you know, my energy, this is the amount I'm emanating. So I'm running (laughs) on empty all the time.
1: I like that. I like that a lot. You're yeah. zooming to me. I like your energy. It's a yeah. good level playing field.
0: Yeah, well, I'm refreshed. I spent a week out of the city. at one time we were walking and there was someone mowing their lawn and I was like, "Oh, freshly mowed grass." Oh, graze. People uh, say people say hi. I forgot. I forget about that. Like when, yeah. you, when you're out of the city, when you see someone, you should acknowledge them. It's a nice Cause thing. Cuz in the city, you're conditioned to like
1: like making eye contact is kind of illegal. Keeping your head down. I've been doing that more and more in Astoria. I have realized people in Astoria, especially my like little street, are are they're they're looking more for uh, a hello and eye contact, a good morning. Absolutely, nice. like
0: yeah. It. There's certain pockets where I mean, it's not it's not like you should. There, obviously, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but it's also it's also not you I know in Manhattan. Yeah. If you,
1: if you say hi to somebody, they're gonna slap you in the face.
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually, this kind of leads into I guess highlight ish. So yesterday, getting kind of smile. Yesterday, Kate and I walked to red hook to ikea from our apartment which is like a several mile walk um but we walked through like cobble hill carol carol gardens area and yeah Mm. people were like saying hi and it was it was uh
1: it's a nice thing
0: yeah it's a nice thing
1: how long so how long of a walk how many how how long that take you
0: it took two and a half hours maybe but we kind of meandered around
1: Love a, I love a long walk. Nothing yeah, better getting your steps in while also having good scenery.
0: We walked, so we walked the Brooklyn Bridge. That's how we walked to Brooklyn. And I do Brooklyn Bridge tours, and it's generally a disaster artist. It's not Tommy Wiseau to go on the the bridge. It's there's hmm. always there. It's just always crowded, and it's kind of an unpleasant experience. I think to go on the Brooklyn Bridge, unless you're doing it at night when there's nobody on it, or really early in the morning we were on it probably nine forty-five or so and it was empty and wow. it, it was cause you know, it's all, all tourists who pretty much go on, on the bridge and there aren't any.
1: I gotta do that soon. I haven't, uh, I've never walked across Brooklyn bridge. I don't think.
0: Really? Didn't you say yeah. your, your, your dad, dad proposed. proposed? Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. That's a cool, uh, Spot. is
1: there a bike lane on the
0: uh bridge well so that's the thing there is half the walking lane the walking like promenade dead? the walking dead promenade rashad uh, yeah um so that is it's like half the half walking half biking Mm-hmm. normally the ratio and it's, it's pretty narrow. And normally the ratio of walkers to bikers is probably 200 walkers to one biker, but bikers get 50% of the space. And because of that, they go zoom. It's very dangerous to be on the bridge a lot of times. Cause the bikers just go zooming down and you kind of have to almost jump out of the way. And then people right. are obviously not paying attention, taking selfies and, and all that. So right. it's really a, it really is a disaster artist right. on the bridge a lot of the times, but this was a nice contrast cuz it was very pleasant. Also relatedly, there is currently, I believe, a redesigned project where they're trying like they're I think taking public submissions to try to figure out how to fix the problem because it's become a a pretty untenable problem. Interesting. Yeah.
1: They got to either take away space from the roadway or add add more bridge. Yeah, or they could sell it. Sell the bridge? Yeah. If any Brazor bags out there got a couple of uh, pennies burning a hole in their pocket, buy a bridge, Brazer Bridge.
0: Call Rename it the Brazer Bridge.
1: I love that, BB. Yeah. Sweet. So that, that was your highlight?
0: So that was my highlight. I have another highlight. This is probably the, the big highlight is I am starting a business, I guess, of sorts. Um, it's called Big Apple Box, and it is a subscription box you know subscription boxes
1: like for food
0: yeah like you yeah so like blue apron i guess is technically a subscription box but there's all these different there's like butcher box which is for yeah. meat and um there's a bunch of like fab fit fun is like a uh, a popular one um but basically it is a box that if you subscribe you get once we're doing once every season to start uh you just get a bunch of stuff from small businesses in new york city So kind of like olive, like so talking about we talked about the olive oil from my wedding a a million times. And the idea basically came from so many people love that olive oil. And I said to a lot of people, you could just get it. It's at Essex Olive and Spice and people either, you know, it it, it seemed clear that no one was going to go get it. And I was like, that's a shame because people like this olive oil and then it would support this business, which I think is great. So it's a way to get stuff that you know, you kind of like not luxury items, but things that improve your life from That's great. That's small great businesses. Idea. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So if you are listening and you're interested now, I'm becoming a promoter. Uh, if you're listening and you're interested, you could just sign up on, if you go to bigapplebox.com, you could just sign up and love not, it, yeah, you don't have to pay anything. You just sign up you're, you'll be on the email list. You'll get notification when we actually do launch and decide if you want to subscribe and if you do sign up, you also are entered to win the first box, totally
1: free very cool, yeah, awesome, yeah, so I'm we're sure launching you're about to be interested in that yes are you, is it, can you deliver it all over the country so for the initial
0: free box we're gonna do anywhere in the continental United States, when we start initially, we'll probably limit it to the relative tri state area just because the ship if people are willing to pay the shipping costs get more expensive, the more. Right. So we're, we're when we start, we're not going to have enough people to negotiate it down to a – like it would basically be very expensive to ship it to California. So yeah. at some point, obviously, we want it to be everywhere. But to, at least for the first one and probably the second one, um, we would do it generally close by. But, yeah, the
1: plan would be to have it everywhere. It's a great idea. I feel like people who are like New York City transplants from, from – who are outside of the city now I'll be interested in that, getting some items that they can't have any access to.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of different ideas we have. Like, initially, we're going to do the seasonal box, but then we might start doing different neighborhoods, and um, I think it could be a good gift thing.
1: I love it. I'm juiced up.
0: The gift of it's the... Bad. gift B-A-B. of B-A-B. Yeah, B-A-B.
1: Is it? Is it me? Are you running it by yourself or doing it with anybody
0: else? So it's me and Drew Bledsoe, uh, who is my <laughs> sister's boyfriend. He has experience... his niece. His knees are pretty good, and his his, his noggin is pretty good. I know right. he got some concussions right in in the past. Yeah. But his I think his brain's holding up enough to manage the <laughs> logistics of this business. So.
1: That's it. That's exciting. Yeah. Very very cool.
0: So we're like, I'm gonna make like, you know, just kind of a soft launch of like, kind of loosely telling people, sending emails, posting it on social media. In between when this is recorded and, and released so by the time this is released it'll, it'll you know it'll be social media and all that
1: very cool and you've yeah. already curated what's going to go in the first box
0: so we have a general idea we haven't totally finalized because we want it to be as fresh as possible so we have a general idea but it's not 100 percent finalized
1: exciting very, yeah. very cool yeah congratulations
0: we'll see i mean you know it's also a nice uh it's it's a way to spend time
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Very, very So it's been cool, like, learning. We've kind of been doing this. Uh, we've been working on it for, like, the past three months, maybe. So mm-hmm. it's cool to see it uh, See it actually happening.
1: Yeah. Come to fruition. Yeah. I'll definitely get myself a box. Hopefully there's a crazy Bag discount.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, promo code whack.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure I'll be able to use that promo code. uh very cool. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, so I'm excited. I mean, either, no matter how it goes, it's like, you know, it's a, you just try things out and see how it goes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If anything, that probably it's fun just like curating what goes in the box. Yeah. Like, researching small businesses.
0: Yeah, but I'm excited. It's a cool idea and I think people will like it. And uh, we did a test actually where Drew Bledsoe sent it to me and it was like cool. It was like, you know, in the lobby of my apartment, it was cool to see it and opening it was, a, it was a cool thing.
1: Awesome. Yeah super dope um my highlight from the week i did a a show la an outdoor show last night in a park in, in a story Park. first nice. time i stand up since the driving show which i think was in june yeah june or july yeah it was great i i had three other shows last week that all got canceled because of the rain okay so the fourth time's a charm um it was it was like I'm still riding the uh the stand up high and, I, and like I have a re- renewed faith that stand-up's going to come back I'm all optimistic I'm sure it'll probably fade away in a week but i'm it was it was it felt great to do I, I felt like the people that were there were excited to be there it was a lot of couples uh it was perfect weather it was like in low seventies the sun was setting wasn't humid at all um it was just like one of those sets where i felt like everything was clicking all my riffs were 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 grooving all my like new pandemic jokes were good i did a little crowd work mixed in uh old stuff and it was also like i with stand up I usually get really nervous mostly about the time it was a 10 minute set and I was just worried about like just fizzling it out and this one I got the light and I was like less than halfway through of what I planned to do it was amazing it just zoomed by I zoomed down Hilarity Highway. My comedy car. It was uh it was phenomenal. I'm still I'm still riding that uh, stand up high. It was, I I don't have any other shows booked right now, but um, it was just exciting to do.
0: It's amazing to get back on Hilarity Highway and cruise down. Nothing better. Yeah. Um, how did you find? I haven't done a park show. We've done a rooftop show. Done a bunch of zoom shows, but no park show. What did you think in terms of like? I guess it's different per park, but the setup did it. Did it feel like a room where, like, you told jokes, there was reaction and, and that? How did that didn't feel? did feel there,
1: there. There was. I felt a little bit of energy with like a, a cohesive energy in the crowd. Like my last minute of the set, cause I felt I had a lot of momentum, but there was it didn't feel like you were in a room mm-hmm. at all. I was lucky they had a, a microphone. Oh, a that's great. Mic.
0: That's huge. It was humongous. Yeah, yeah. Just humongous. felt like more of an actual show and I didn't have to scream. I think that makes a difference. I forget who it is, but someone, I mean, it's an easy observation, but, you know, the difference between a, cr- a crazy person, especially when you're in a park, like a crazy person on yeah. stand-up comedy is literally a microphone.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It, it was, Uh. Th- that was the biggest thing. A couple of the other shows that got canceled, they those venues did not have microphones, so I was very yeah. nervous about that. I was yeah. pretty relieved that they actually got canceled. But it ended up being really good. I felt like it was important because everyone was very sp- spread apart that I, like, did a, did a... Like, the classic of, like, asking a... Setting up a joke with asking someone in the crowd of, like, oh, have you ever heard of this? And then I, I, like, getting people engaged in the outdoor venue made them more connected to the material. So I felt that was important. It was much... Di- like, very different than any indoor show. But I feel like I, I addressed it. I got... My, one of my opening bits was like, this is the biggest crowd I've ever performed for. Because there was like a lot of people on the lawn. Not And like the majority of them weren't watching the show. There's maybe like 30 people watching the stand-up show. But there was like hundreds of people in the park. So I was like, I consider everyone in this park part of the audience. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, so much of stand-up is just getting being funny enough to, and being funny and aware enough to get people on your side so then you could then do what you want to do. Yeah. Because if you just went into your stuff, yeah, it would it'd be, be like what? You gotta yeah, address it. people are like, "Oh, this person made an observation that's relevant that I could really like resonate with in a way." Therefore, yeah. I'm going to listen to what this person has to say, and right. yeah, that's why it. I I'm interested. I mean, I haven't done any of these partial, and I talked last week like the you know there there's legwork involved in the park shows, and um, in October are they going to keep going because of the weather? But yeah, um it's i'm interested the din it's like so many different avenues of comedy is about figuring out it's all related but it's about figuring out that situation so like if you're in new york city road shows you know maybe shows in the general northeast area that aren't in major cities generally have a different vibe than a show in manhattan or brooklyn or you know yeah. um and i feel like it's always about figuring like long island shows i feel like have a specific so it's always like figuring out obviously every room is different, but figuring out the mechanisms of that particular circumstance and then yeah. getting good at it. And I feel like park shows are probably their own thing where you could kind of, uh, you could do things that you could you could figure it out. It's sort of like figuring out club shows versus more alternative shows. It, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's
1: just a matter of doing it. Yeah. And, like, and all, and just like showing up like a, a few minutes early, and just like kind of scope out the vibe of the people there and like, seeing if like what's going to be a distraction if there's like loud people that are not watching the show in the area it's just like all the different variables that that go into it and there's much more many more variables than there are in an indoor show obviously that are out of control
0: yeah and if you're gonna have such a mass crowd like that you gotta scope benedict it out
1: exactly it was it was a huge massive crowd it was yeah wind. yeah I, and I i also it, was, it got a little windy and i i, was, I made a riff about how like even if there's silence, to, to like if no one laughs at a joke, as long as there's wind, it's, I consider that a reaction. Like if I was in a basement and there, it would just be silence. At least I got, I got a little wind.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Earth is warming up to that one. Global <laughs> yeah. warming.
1: Gone with the wind.
0: Yeah, I would be like, I don't, I yeah, I would just say something about how the Earth is. It's it's really global <laughs> warming. Up to like me. That one. Yeah, me, yeah, yeah. My my mother is here. Worse.
1: yeah but at the same time now it's like i want to do do i know that That,
0: that's the thing the come down that's how i felt after the show in mohegan sun where it's like it's almost more torturous to not to like the way it is now it's like you're not going to be able to get on a show more than i mean even three times i guess three times a week even three times a week for me is like when you're conditioned to doing it every day yeah then it's 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 like how do you how do you improve how do you keep going it's it's tough
1: i feel i feel very fortunate that at least this is happening after what almost 7 years of doing stand up and like i feel like if i was maybe 3 or 4 years in i i wouldn't have been going to last night as confident i feel like i was able to go into last night confident cuz i had all these jokes that i knew kind of worked and i've been doing some zoom shows but i at least yeah. felt fortunate of having like I'm going through those years of thinking that I had to do three mics a night or go on go up multiple times yeah. a night, which I feel like developed a like a little bit of a, a muscle, which prepared me for this kind of show.
0: Yeah, and you know when you're on stage at this point, you're good enough where like yeah, you could have a bad set, but it's not yeah. like that. You uh, at this point, we know that uh, you like you know that you're funny. Yeah, I mean I don't know that I'm funny, but you know what yeah. I mean. Like you you've done it enough. <laughs> You've done it enough that you've gotten... You've done well enough enough times that yeah, that it's fine.
1: Yeah. It's still... Uh, it just it reminds me also. Just like stand-up, is the, when it's going well, it's the best feeling. There's nothing nothing like, like... Doing all the Zoom shows, podcasting is great, but stand-up is the most alive, such a immediate reaction. There's nothing like it. Which makes me optimistic that it's going to come back because I don't think there's any other shows or entertainment like it that you can get no
0: and people crave it it's like exactly. a uh and they need it yeah. it's a 20 piece bucket people Not crave it bucket. people uh, people want it uh the the issue is i think it's just going to be it's really just a matter of when it's completely safe and and socially acceptable to be in to have 40 people in a small room that's really what it comes right. down to right because other before that happens, we'll just have the situation where it's like parks, socially distant venues, and it'll be good. I mean, it's better than nothing, but it's it's uh, it we it won't be able to be the volume that right. it is, and
1: yeah. Comedy, comedy, sweet sauce. Should we get into a question?
0: Yeah, you want to do a question?
1: Let's do a question on it. Um, do I have one of the questions here?
0: I have them both if, if you need. Sure. Fire them all. all right. So we got one for, we got one new question, new person, new Brazerback back asking a question. And another long time. I guess we'll do, we'll do the new one first.
1: Yeah.
0: So this is from Brazy Buchanan, which <laughs> you got to love. Brazy Buchanan comes in with, what are some ideal qualities for a first date slash early in the game restaurant?
1: Great question, Brazy. Big fan of Buchanan. Great question. Uh first of all, my my usually my policy is not to have food on the first date. I feel I especially I'm usually very nervous in the first date. So I, I rarely will ever go out for it for food on the first date. But Brazy gave the caveat of early on in the, the dating game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it so, could be could be your first date, but also just like, you know, a third date, a fourth date. Yeah. That's what I interpret. The first
1: it the first food situation. Yeah. So my so my First one would be uh, to really get a good gauge of this female, this person that I'm dating. I'm taking the Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm taking the B-Dub Dubs. I think it's uh, the only way to really you know, put them through the ringer. See how they're going to eat their wings. Are they a drumstick girl? Are they a flat girl? What kind of sauces are they going to get? Are they going to tell me that I have sauce in my face and I still have wings left? And I'm going to be like, "Uh, obviously I have sauce in my face. But B-Dub Dubs. Are they going to call it B-dub-dubs? Are they going to be mad that we're at a Buffalo Wild Wings? Are they going to let me watch the game? Um, a lot of variables. I feel like it's a great first eating date because it gets the all of the things out of the way. Uh, I'm a big Buffalo boy, as we've talked about. And I think uh, if you can handle me at my B-dub-dub, you can handle me at my Man Tavern.
0: <laughs> I I think it's a tough sell.
1: <laughs> and that's why I'm single.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I mean, I'm going to – yeah, I mean, I'll just leave it at that. I think it's a tough sell. <laughs> I have no you're further comment. You're that the girl's
1: not going to want to go out for buffalo wings on the first date?
0: I don't think it's a good idea.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's stern. I guess it's fair.
0: Could It could be a good idea. But I think generally there's going to be a large percentage of people who you'd put yourself at a disadvantage. Because of the sauce? Yeah. You just because got it's sauce soft? on you Yeah, cause you're, you're too saucy.
1: A lot of saucy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll say, I mean, so I I haven't gone on a, you know, I, I, Kate and I met when we were 21. So I haven't gone on a date since World War I. It's been a while. (laughs) I haven't been in the trenches since, you know, since uh, the Schlieffen plan in 1915. But I would say, I mean, I guess it depends on how old you are, number one. The older you are, I feel like the the age, you, you want different stuff when you're younger, you want, you might want like loud music if you're 30, but you're mentally 84 like me, you don't want that. But I would say there's a few things that are important. So I guess this is assuming you have an idea of like where they live. So like, I'm, I'm thinking like if you're in the city, right? Say you, one person lives in Hell's Kitchen and the other person lives in Park Slope for instance. I mean, that's a long distance relationship in New York city, but you got to do somewhere that's in the middle. That's number one. You got to, I think, I think saying you'd go to them is uh, show something and then making them go to you also put, you got to, you got to be on a neutral, neutral ball field. Sure. I think is probably the most important thing more so than, than anything else.
1: Absolutely. I actually used said data girl like, lived in park slope. I would go, my first day was in park slope. I went there from Astoria.
0: Yeah, and that's that's putting a lot on you.
1: Yeah, you know, I raised, I raised to the occasion. My first suggestion was Beat Up Doves, but there was nothing in the area.
0: There actually is one in Park Slope. Is there really? Or it's like, I don't know, it's Park Slope. It's right, it's on Atlantic Avenue, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah
1: the one by Barclays. Yeah. What am I thinking?
0: Yeah. Well, it's the second floor. You got to go upstairs.
1: Yeah, but it's worth the Asian Zen.
0: You know what's close by there, too? What? Shake Shack. Oh,
1: absolutely, that's a classic Shake
0: Shack. With my friend Joe McGraw, we walked all around the city. Uh, I probably walked like 15 miles yesterday. We walked to Red Hook and then we walked all around. We walked through Madison Square Park and I mentioned, I was like, should I get the shade? I couldn't even smell it because I had my mask on. So oh, you got to lower the mask at least for a couple sniffs. Nope. I couldn't. It's, it's not strong enough to, to go through the mask. We walked literally right by it. There was a very small line. I briefly thought about getting it to just talk about it on the pod, but
1: decided it wasn't worth it. <sighs> that's that's upsetting that you at least didn't even get this you didn't even get the smell i some i mean how do you not sniff out the, the salty meat
0: um but yeah i would say location is the most important and then i i mean i, I think it's all about ambiance which make it's probably tough now because every every outdoor dining situation is a nightmare yeah
1: um i feel like it's got to be on an off night somehow where I mean, it has a quieter place i feel like, yeah. I feel like First date has got to be mostly
0: quiet. Well, I would say I would say the opposite. Like so, it's tough because COVID, I think, is a different situation than normal times. But in normal times, if you're at a restaurant and no one else is there, and you're picking it, it emanates that you're out of touch with what's good. You have bad taste. Interesting. So you want something? I wasn't
1: thinking. I was thinking more of like a bar situation. I guess. I act.
0: I actually think the best situation is you get there. I mean, it depends on all the different factors. It's really like meals, I think in general are really interpreting moods and weeks and days. What, what day of the week is it? How's the weather been? There's so many different, I think, factors that that go into like a good event, like I guess a date in this case, but any sort of like gathering. But I think an ideal situation is you get there like a little bit earlier than peak. So it's like, kind of you know maybe a little bit empty when you first get there but then within 20 minutes it's like packed and it's like it it gives off that like not only did you pick the right place but you're smart enough to know how to time how to yeah get the timing right so i feel like it's
1: your first day with kate
0: we went to an italian restaurant um paper moon it was first ever
1: date you guys have food
0: yeah yeah it was good i don't remember what i got it was an italian restaurant we had caesar salads i remember the caesar salads distinctly was good we got a bottle of wine, but we are also in college, so that's like half a glass of wine in non-college right. terms. Um, yeah, and it was good. It was like it was a nicer restaurant. I mean, especially for college, it was like a you know a nice thing. But I, I wanted to impress it? her. You it was a week. It was a weekday. I don't remember yeah. the. I want to say like maybe a Tuesday or Wednesday. But it was also co- like senior year of college. It, weekdays, you know, they don't really. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But I would say I would say those factors are more important than. The type of food, obviously you don't want anything you don't want to have something super heavy, but for me, what would be important is that like food to me is, is super important. Kate and I love cooking and going to restaurants and you know if someone's not on your wavelength in terms of like food being important, then it might not be uh, a good fit that's
1: I mean it comes full circle that's what I'm talking about P dub dubs that's true if they're if they're not into a little bit of Asian zing, a little buffalo barbecue combination. Are they getting blue cheese or ranch, celery or carrots? I mean a lot of big decisions that be dubbed up.
0: This yeah, you're not wrong.
1: I'm also not right.
0: No, you're definitely not right.
1: <laughs> David right.
0: All right, well, um I gotta run out and quickly do something. Do you wanna take over the top nine?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. While uh Lance hits the road, I'm gonna do my top nine favorite errands.
0: Alright, I'm back. I just ran a quick errand.
1: Quick little errand. That was quick.
0: Yeah. Errands is our top nine. I think a really unique top nine that speaks to the our I think I think we really thrive market in being able to nail some nuances of otherwise mundane mundane,
1: Mundane mundane cook.
0: Mundane cook aspects of life. And this is definitely one running errands.
1: 100% Aaron DeGeneres. I, I think this is going to be really good. I think there are a couple of obvious ones, but I think there's going to be a bunch of, uh, like you said, little uh, nuances that are going to be delicious little gravy to soup up.
0: Yeah, I think so. I will say that I DM'd Phil Jackson about this, and he initially was super excited for me. He said <laughs> that this must be my Super Bowl. And I do love the necessary, not even minutia, but the necessary maintenance of, of daily life that progresses you further into the, like maintains and progresses you into the person you want to be. I do love that stuff, but I'm definitely more passionate about the grocery store than I am errands in general. Cause there are certain errands that I just don't like doing. Sure. So,
1: sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've I definitely, I feel like I've had more of a learning curve for the most part on errands. Like I, I've been living alone now for a long time. And I, I, I had to learn. I've had roommates who lived at home, obviously, and like, just had to learn how to uh, keep, keep the apartment up. Keep,
0: keep the engine running.
1: Keep the engine, yeah.
0: Getting, those, getting those oil changes.
1: Exactly. Is that what? We'll see. I'll get on you base. Want to get on base for you?
0: Do uh, You want to get on base? I'll get on base. Check swing? I
1: want, I want to get on base. I feel like you're... I want to get on base and you really... Uh, I'll drive you home. through to the fences. Got it. I'll play a little small ball. My number nine is, is is it's barely squeaking in. We this is we've talked about it. It's it's food shopping. It, it barely cracks my top nine. It's my number nine. I've talked about it. It's more of a means to an end. Over the past, probably during the pandemic, actually is when I really appreciated and enjoyed food shopping the most. But it for the most part stresses me out. It, it, I feel always pretty anxious of like I'm gonna forget something. I'm gonna get too much of something. I'm gonna be wasteful. But I do. I, I have grown to enjoy it. I've, I've learned to explore, try new things, food shopping. We've we've gone through this. Um, it's my number nine.
0: I mean, I'll never get past the means to an end attitude. <laughs> it's an attitude issue. If it, it comes down to the culture, the champ, the I'd say not the champ. You're not running a championship culture when it comes to your grocery shopping. So you gotta. I,
1: I feel like it's because I'm doing it solo. Usually, I feel like if I had a significant other if i had a roommate it would be like a fun experience to be like oh what are we gonna get for us but like now it's just like i gotta i'm just taking care of uh me myself and i reen
0: yeah i think that's i think that's a cop-out i think because you could still say what are we having with yourself you're like taking yourself out on a date every single night yeah
1: I've been and, doing that. I had that mindset during the pandemic. I would really enjoy it because I enjoyed the cooking more. There was more of uh, I had more time to enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Um, I, so actually, I meant to tell you this. We get, I didn't even realize this, but um, my father-in-law, like for some reason, we get Bon Appetit basically because my father-in-law subscribes to, I'm, one of the magazines, it's Conde Nast, right? Yeah. He subscribes to one and because of that, we, he gets Bon Appetit free and he just like gave it to us. Oh, nice. So we get it. And I read it for the first time, like the physical magazine. It was really pleasant. It was like really pleasant to read. And
1: I never actually, all I do is, is watch their online content. i never actually read their actual magazine.
0: Yeah, it was, I mean, it's mostly recipes and it's like stories kind of about,
1: it's kind of, it's kind of like
0: braised bits, but not at all.
1: If you get a couple extra mags after you're done reading, I'd love to check it out.
0: Yeah. When you start doing it in person, I'll just give them to you.
1: Fantastic. Bon appetit.
0: Yeah. Um, but I think the idea emanated from reading the the magazine is like every food experience is some level an adventure. Some are actually marketed as being adventures. But I think going to the grocery store itself is you could have a nice casual adventure. You could have kind of a mundane comfort food adventure. You could have a this is quick. I just got to get it done adventure. And right. I think that's the championship mindset you gotta you gotta have going to the grocery store.
1: You're right. I gotta embrace it. I feel like I'm, I'm more and more leaning that way. You can only get better. You can only grow as a That's true. End. Oh, you could get worse, but you can definitely I, you can take yeah. a step backs. But we'll see. I, I love a step back shot from three. Luca. My number eight is getting a gift. Um, this whole process of getting a gift, I I. I'm, Learned and, and I've started to enjoy, it, especially if it's for family members. Of like getting a good gift for them, it's, it's kind of stressful of like trying to figure out what to get. But my favorite place to shop, I hope it comes back, is the Union Square Holiday Market. They have all those like little boutique shops. I like going shopping there for little knickknacks, um, and then I feel it's a, a great feeling also once you find something that you know the person will like, nothing better. It's, it's some relief, excitement when they open it um you're getting something for somebody else doing good for others it's a nice little treat and it's my number eight
0: that's very uh benevolent of you
1: benny Agbayani. yeah yeah i love giving a gift i don't
0: i don't share i get a lot of times i get books uh for gifts because i feel like that's a way to even if the person reads or doesn't read it's a way to if you get them the right book then it's a good gift so it's like a function of understanding their personality or what they might want, and and doing that. I feel like that's just like the easy blank. Some, you know, I don't o- only do that, but yeah, I feel like gifts, certain gifts. Like uh, my dad's birthday is coming up. I've, I already have thought about what I'm getting him, so I already kind of know it. Sometimes the gift I feel like these days is like an online thing, so it actually doesn't involve going out to get right. anything. I don't. I don't. I feel like the process for me is not as I don't take as much joy in it for whatever reason. I I don't know why.
1: With Braze Bits, every week we're given the gift of Gab. Yeah, that's true. But we're giving ourselves a gift too. True. I think when you're getting a gift, you're also giving a gift to yourself. When you're getting a gift to somebody else. Sure. Ken Gifty Jr. Nice. My number seven is going out to get. We're not necessarily going out. It could be delivered. Is getting medicine. I, I like I, I like going to get medicine or get medicine delivered, whether it be Advil, band aids, marijuana, Tylenol, itching cream, baby powder, all of the above. Uh, it's 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 treating yourself right. It's um, I had a better explanation when I broke this down as number seven, but I it, it's usually if you have a headache, you know, get some Advil, going. Going to get medicine is a, uh, it's, I wouldn't say fun, but it's, it's a necessary thing to do for yourself to treat yourself right. Your body a temple, and uh, it's my number seven. Your
0: body is a temple. You got to pray to the holy altar of medicine. Yeah. I am not as a big a fan of, I, I just, I don't, I don't not believe in medicine, but I do think that as a society, particularly the United States. I don't know enough about other countries, but I feel like it's a Western American thing in particular. Overly medicated. So do
1: you pop Advil or Tylenol? No,
0: I just ride it out. You ride it out? Obviously, there are many circumstances in which medicine is not only helpful, but actually necessary. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't take medicine for very real things that... Are you an anti-vaxxer? Are you Jenny McCarthy? No. Vaccine, I feel like, is different than medicine.
1: I think it's in the same bar. We
0: should get the, we should get the Schnecks on this, the healthcare. Yeah. The brazier doctors. But, um, I think that I I think, I think a lot of times the solution for a problem is take medicine. And sometimes it's better just to, to write it up. It's just how I feel, but I'm not saying that other people should feel that way. That's just how I personally approach it. So I will, I will very rarely take medicine. Wow. Wow. Medicine bed.
1: <laughs> Very nice. That's a tender for episode title.
0: You had a good one that you snuck in before, I forget. But, oh, uh, Degeneres. What was it? Oh, Aaron Degeneres. Aaron Degeneres. That could that could be it.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, medicine. That was number seven.
0: Cool. I will go. My number nine is picking out meat slash going to a butcher love picking out meat i have done this on and off in my life now i'm back on an on phase we were talking about a few weeks ago how i wanted to eat less meat yeah and we've done that and uh we kind of decided that we'll just go to a, a higher quality butcher get like less meat but make sure it's higher quality So I don't know, talking about how certain meat production is bad for the environment and how becoming a vegetarian might not even be, yeah whatever. I like eating meat. I'm not going to give it up. Sure. It doesn't, this whole backstory doesn't really matter. I like going to the butcher and picking out meat. I feel like kind of a fraud all the time because I know enough about meat where I can make a decision, but I feel like I don't know enough. Like I feel like the, the butcher always knows more. So I feel like I have to act knowledgeable, but I also am not knowledgeable enough to not be a uh, a fraud. And I kind of like that humbling experience. The right butcher will let you know that they're in charge, but also give you the leeway to make the mistake that you're going to make. And then maybe they'll politely correct you. Right now, the butcher we're going to, I would recommend it. It's in the East Village. It's called Honest Chops, and it's it's actually a halal butcher.
1: Hmm. It's
0: so kosher, but halal um wow
1: no was possible
0: yeah i mean it's a i guess it's technically not kosher but there's no there's no pork there and it's it's uh i guess under islamic law it's 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 good to eat which from what i know is very similar to kind of kosher stuff in, in a lot of ways but right. i also might not know anything of what i'm talking about but basically i like that process and i've incorporated it back into my life and picking out meat it's nice and it's like, a, it's like a, it's almost like a art. Like people talk about drinking wine and how you progressively get better as an art. I feel like picking out meat is, is there's a similarity there.
1: So when you say like picking out the meat and learning about the meat, is it it more of the butcher telling you like the different cuts of meat and the different like tenderness in the way like, are we talking about steak for the most part?
0: I think it's, yeah, more, more so steak, but I think it could be, yeah, I mean, chicken, I guess there's only a limit to steak. You could say, I guess in this case it's, you know, no pork, but I think say for different cuts of a pig, this particular butcher has lamb. So there's different sausages uh, that that they have. So I think there's, if you're really well-versed, then you could be fluent in, in butcher, but I'm not fluent. I'm, I'm at a, maybe an intermediate level. And I also do love the butcher thing of when you say, you know, I want a pound of this and then they give you 1.2 pounds and you're like, ah, that's okay.
1: Yeah, what are you going to do? Are you know, going to tell him to pinch off a little piece of meat? Yeah. The butcher's got you. Yeah. He's got you by the, the legs. Yeah. Butch Husky. Nice. Butch Cassidy. and Sunland's kid.
0: Uh, I, 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 yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's always nice to talk about picking out meat over some nice buffalo wild wings. Exactly. Exactly. Um,
1: can't deny that.
0: So that's my number nine. Number eight, talking about wine. Is you might not see this coming, but I like going to wine stores. Really, I think it is a I feel like fat- you're a
1: big anti-wine guy. I
0: don't, I don't really like wine. I don't really drink wine, but the wine store itself I think is fascinating because there are certainly higher class wine stores, like nicer wine stores. But I feel like for the most part, wine stores have this more warehousey element. Um, yeah, and I think it is a hundred percent at odds with wine culture of vineyards and expensive bottles of wine and it kind of shows it, it highlights very starkly a kind of fraudulentness in that process where if you're actually going to to acquire the product you're going to like like a warehouse basically I feel like so many wine stores have like it just like an it, it just it just does have nothing to do with what wine culture has become and I find right. that really fascinating
1: yeah, it's a good one. I'm surprised that that hasn't translated to you uh, enjoying, I, I guess, it hasn't translated to you enjoying more wine. Because I like the whole experience of, like, wandering around a wine store and, like, finding a bottle just based on, like, the labeling pretty much and then enjoying the actual wine and learning that I like this kind of wine.
0: So I think it's too much work. And I don't, I don't take that much pleasure in drinking wine. Um, and I think it's too much work and too much money for little reward
1: you can get some a cheap bottle of red to pair with uh your butcher's favorite cut of meat
0: you can, but wine culture isn't about finding the best value it It seems to me it's about like it like getting it's like about it's almost about like overspending your money to show status. I feel like maybe I'm interpreting wine culture wrong, but that 's what I feel like and then it's, it's like, like the vineyard
1: it's like the winery culture I yeah think people like the the modern shmoo is looking for the best deal for the best quality, whatever they like the most.
0: Yeah, but then like you know, there's all these studies about like to be a sommelier, you have to like go through these really rigorous tests, and there's only like a very very small amount of people that who actually could taste the the subtle differences in wines. And I just feel like the whole thing is a bit of a, a scam. And I think not that not to say that enjoying no one should enjoy wine, but I just think wine culture relative to wine st- wine stores. I think kind of expose the, that culture in an interesting way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I like I like I, I like yeah. I I kind of like walking around the stores and and seeing all the the different labels and the arbit the arbitrariness of the prices.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Number grape. Grape. It's grape. Grape.
1: It's great. grape it's great to do.
0: Because of wine. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say something with Chianti, but I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> sometimes I walk around a wine store and I have a really Savignon Blanc stare on my face, just of confusion. <laughs> and it's like sometimes the prices are way too high, but sometimes they're Merlot. So
1: there you go. That's 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 not bad. I'm gonna. Graze not, on some grass and go cabernet.
0: Yeah, when it's, when you're at a wine store, it's not all sunshine and roses.
1: Nice. Nice. I, my personal favorite kind of wine is uh Odell Malbeckum Jr.
0: Malbeck. Yeah, sometimes a certain bottle of wine will really Malbeckon you over and yeah you gotta get it.
1: Exactly.
0: Alright, that's enough. <laughs> Give me just like two more proseccos and I'll get to the next one. So, number seven, I got going to the laundromat. Nice. Now, laundry, I think, is really interesting because I think if you have an in-house washing machine, it isn't sure. But if you don't have a a washing machine and you got to go somewhere, then it's an errand.
1: Right. Yeah. Once you leave the house, it becomes an errand.
0: Exactly. And I've been going to laundromats for the past seven years. I've lived in buildings that don't have laundry machines. And I kind of think it's a nice, it depends. Now the laundromat we go to, I really like, and it's close. So it doesn't feel like so much of a chore. It's a a minute walk. And it, uh, it, it feels like talking about again with, with uh, big apple box, the, the, the subscription box. One of the reasons I think it's, I'm, I'm excited about that is because there aren't many like small businesses are, are centers of communities where like people go, they know each other, they say, hi, it's like a, a loose, a loose tie. So like, you don't, you don't know, you're not, you're not going to hang out with them maybe outside the place, but they're a part of your life in a, in a pleasant way. And that's yeah. how I feel about the laundromat. I see similar people. I see kind of the same people in there over and over again. The people who work there know me. It's a friendly thing. It's a nice, it's a nice comfort of, of, uh, of a neighborhood that I feel like, doesn't exist, exists less and less.
1: I feel like the, uh, the length that you have to walk to your laundromat is a big deal. Like my, my laundromat's just around, around the corner. I feel like if it's a longer walk, the more you kind of, uh, resent it. I guess, Yeah, resent it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There was one year where it was, yeah, it was just a disaster. Well, one year I lived in an apartment for two years. In the first year, there was a laundromat directly below us and it was amazing. And then about a year in, it closed. So, the second year, it was like a it was like a five minute walk to the next one. It was terrible.
1: Remember when be- during the pandemic you were drying clothes on a string in your bedroom? Did that? Does that seem like like years ago? It seemed like so long ago.
0: Sure, we still have the uh, the thing up there just in case Close the second wave. Wow. Yeah.
1: Craziness. That was your number seven. That was my number seven. My number six is filling the car with some gasoline. Gasolina. Now, I'm from New Jersey where we don't pump our own gas. So once I left New Jersey, going to college, Massachusetts, living in New York, I started to, I had to learn how to pump my own gas, had to, I learned to enjoy it. I, I, I'm, I love filling it to the brim. I, I need to get better at, uh, I feel like once my tank hits like halfway, I like usually fill it up. I don't always let it go down further than that which I feel like is not always the best, but I love filling up the gas. I love the, the ritual of undoing the nozzle, putting it in your credit card, looking around the gas station. It's a moment of zen. Got nothing else going on except you and the gasoline. I don't hate the smell of gas. Some might say I love the, the smell of gas. I don't, I don't sniff it, but you know it's in the vicinity. Uh, I don't drink it for sure, but I love gasoline. I'm a big gas guy. I fart a lot, but I, I love filling my car and I think my number six.
0: That's nice. Yeah, I I won't drink gasoline, but I understand that if you have a gasoline latte,
1: yeah, gets you going it's in the morning, revving that engine.
0: So gas getting gas is actually also my number six.
1: Wow.
0: So. Phenomenal. Yeah, quite nice symmetry there, and yeah. So you Very don't. Nice. So I was going to ask you this, and so you don't like the New Jersey law. I guess if you don't know this, if you're listening from another part of the country or the world in the state of New Jersey, you are not allowed to fill up your own gas tank. A gas station attendant has to by
1: law. Yeah, I don't love it. I used to like it. I used to thought it was like a luxury. But now it's I feel like it's kind of annoying, especially in the wintertime because it's not the guy's fault, but the gas station attendant usually will plug in the the nozzle into your into your tank and then go into like a back into the gas station to keep warm. And Usually, he'll come back a couple minutes late, than, or it'll, it'll be a longer process than it would if you do it on your own. Yeah, it's a, so I,
0: the reason why it exists, right, is to preserve jobs, I'm pretty sure.
1: That makes sense, yeah.
0: So, on one hand, I'm like, well, that's good that there's protections in place for workers, but then it's like, well, if this job is not necessary, then right. is it necessary? It's kind of a, what's the blade? Two-sided blade? Double, double-edged sword. Double-edged sword. Yeah, I some people call me sword growing up because like lance. Nice. nice. Yeah, it was okay. And anyone
1: ever call you Delance Lance Mediphy? Only you,
0: uh, and Delance, Lance actually. Nice. Yeah, um, I, love, I love that guy. Good guy. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so I'm torn about getting gas, and uh, not getting gas. I, I I like getting gas. I'm torn about <laughs> the gas station. Sometimes you just you like to ride on <laughs> no gas. Gas station attendant it does feel like what a caricature of a Republican would say is wrong with the United States. Like, right. Oh, I can't even get my own gas. You know? Right. It does feel a little bit like that. And yeah. it is a weird t- Yeah. So I actually, I don't like it because I feel like it, it is, I'm not allowed to fill up my own gas tank. It's yeah. why it just, it, it, there's something, there's some sort of cognitive dis- distance there, but I do like getting gas. I like filling it up. I like everything you said. And i will you let the tank go
1: down like how so it's, you so so,
0: so it's changed, so I don't drive as much now because I don't have a car, but when I was younger, when I was driving a lot when i was i mean really eighteen nineteen i would le- I would let it ride to like an eighth
1: wow, you know I'd
0: go nuts, but now i fi- I found myself not only planning about filling up gas but like i wouldn't see I wouldn't go as far to say as fantasizing about it, but it is. It I get excited about making sure that the tank is filled up.
1: Because it's also you're 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 borrowing a car, right? So yeah, it, well yeah. I so think the, the etiquette is usually to return it the full time. Oh tank. yeah.
0: So the etiquette is like I'm definitely always filling it up whenever I use yeah. it. And so like we've been using it to go, for instance, to visit my parents, right? And now I've I've taken to this I, I won't I did it once, but like I won't do it because it's not worth getting the flack from my parents really. But I almost want to fill it up before, like, go to the gas station before we leave, fill it up, so then when we leave, we could just go. Right. You know, I am be becoming up. that person. So it's like, when you leave, you can't totally leave because you have to get gas, right. and it takes time. I'm like, I want the same gas thing. fill, I'm and I want way. to go. Yeah, Wanted but to a straight shot home. Yeah, but I know if I do that, you know, it's gonna be, Lancey, what are you doing? You getting gas? Why don't you get gas on the way there? Where do you?
1: So, I'm not. <laughs> It's not, it's not worth Machine it. Machine Gun Kelly would have gotten gas on the way back late. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's not, not worth it. But I've become that person, which I feel like is the rite of passage of no longer being in your 20s.
1: Yeah. I never, I just couldn't, I, I get too uh, nervous about uh, being stranded with no gas. I would always feel Yeah,
0: same thing. Quick. It's like, what's the, yeah.
1: It's an adrenaline rush, I guess. So just pushing the limits. Love it. Yeah. Need it. Good one. My number five is going to the post office. Mailing items, mailing a package, mailing a letter. Um, I, I really do enjoy doing this. Uh, most recently, I, I, sh- I went to the local post office to ship off. I did a uh, giveaway on my TikTok. I give away a pair of signed shoes, to a couple of my followers, and I, I send each package shoe to two different people. And it was, it was a lot of fun getting the different boxes, writing the address on there, waiting online, and then you put it in, give it to this person, and it's going to go across the country or somewhere else. It's uh, I love the whole process of it. I love going to mail a letter, getting stamps, picking up mail, getting a package, if something's at the post office. It's, uh, it's a beautiful thing, and I think that uh, we should do everything we can in this country to make sure our, our postal system stays alive.
0: Yeah, I thought the post office got shut down, right? Yeah, no, we, oh, we, we don't know. We don't
1: know. scared me for a second. Yeah, post uh, along.
0: Um, I don't. I don't love it. I. I find oh, no. it. I find it. Unfortunately, I mean, most things run by the government. I think are very inefficient, and the post office is unfortunately that. And yeah, oh, the, no. the post office is essential. And it just every time I go to the post office, it's a nightmare.
1: What, you're what waiting you mean, on you're waiting online. You
0: just, yeah you're waiting online for hours everyone's miserable it doesn't seem like it seems like every time i'm in there there's like there's a better way to run this and it's
1: just it's just a, a pain pain uh, and gain deep pain I, I i enjoy it my local post office in and Astoria is w- run well like an oiled machine sometimes i like the chaos of, and people with long lines um everyone there i feel like also doesn't seem
0: happy I feel like no one's excited to be there. Maybe you are, but I get the vibe that nobody else is excited to be there. And I feel like that energy does rub off on me.
1: Gotcha. It reminds me kind of, I like the vibe. It's very old school. There's, I mean, I haven't been to like a new modern post office, but I, I like the old fashioned vibe of it. It reminds me of kind of a, how like Dunkin' Donuts runs. It's got like a, a sterile environment. It's got like the, the branded postal stuff all around it. I need it. I gotta have it. Yeah. Fair enough. That's, yeah. You could like it. Appreciate it. All right. That was my number five. My number four is taking the car to the car wash. This is something I've definitely appreciated. Getting my car washed because I have my car outside in Astoria. And for the most part, get a lot of bird poop on my car. Sometimes an absurd amount of bird poop. Um, so getting that baby shined, getting it cleaned up. Especially, like, if it's a good car wash when they clean the inside. After a long weekend at the beach, if there's sand everywhere, and then you take it to the car wash and they vacuum the inside, nothing better than going back inside, all the sand is scooped up to a fresh, clean car. It's great. I, I love car washes where you can go inside and see the car being um, washed from the outside. I'm not a big fan of being in the car at the car wash. I find that to be scary. I've seen a lot of videos on YouTube of people who, like, of just like things going wrong, people getting out, and like the car door being snatched off, and that I don't like. But I like I like watching the car in the wash, getting getting all scrubbed up. Um, yeah, number four, car wash.
0: I don't like a car wash.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, well,
0: because I think it's it's not a scam, but like I just I like I always wash my car myself. I don't, I don't want to spend the money. And then I don't want to spend the money on something I could do myself that I could take pride in doing. And then I also feel like there are times where obviously the car wash is going to do a better job, but you could work and nurture that skill and become just as good.
1: I don't have a hose.
0: Yeah, I guess, I mean, for certain situations, like, yeah, if I had a car right now, I'd probably take it to the car wash. Cause, but if you have a situation where you have a hose, <laughs> you know,
1: whether wh- whatever your area code is, and uh, I got those in different areas, but I, I don't think I'm gonna be using those hoses for a little car wash. You can't get it, the tires all shiny, they have some kind of like what like I also don't thing. like. I, I also
0: just hate waiting, like the in between area of a car wash. I feel like it's so weird. And there's a vending machine that hasn't been updated in 30 years, and no, there's like nothing no that luck. you want, and then you're sitting in that weird wait, and everyone's just waiting. And then what I hate is that when you're done with the car wash there's the guy who cleans it after, and they do a great job. But I'm always like, well, if they just cleaned it in the car wash, why they do we need this They
1: got to get all the little nicks and corners. But, and it, it, care of it.
0: but it takes like 20 minutes, and I'm just like, yeah. I don't care at this. Like, uh, like, they get to a point where I'm just like, I don't care, it's clean enough. I got to go get my chicken cutlet sandwich. And this is the
1: beauty of an errand. You, you got you to gotta allow for the time. It, they, it, it they, sometimes It's, it's it, tedious.
0: Yeah, but they, I think a car wash makes it more of a production than it needs to be. And I don't like when things are made a production just for the sake of making a production. And I feel like sometimes car washes could become that. Wow.
1: Damn.
0: That, that's really revealed Parmesan. You're revealing a lot. Uh, yeah. I revealed Parmesan in my cards. that yeah. would be proud. Yeah. Who's, who said that Shake Shack was a venture capitalism on a bun?
1: What is wrong with venture capitalism?
0: I don't think he said it as a bad thing. Because he was just like, then he said it, it's like Nathan's with an attitude. Yeah, what's wrong yeah. with Nathan? I don't, I don't think he, I think that he was just making an observation. That's Seidel. Like, he's not, he just, he's just playing it straight. You know, sometimes he bluffs, but I think this one, he had a, he was just playing yeah, he, it straight.
1: Yeah. So I mean, venture capitalism is, if you have a great startup, that's how all great little ideas become big companies. You need venture capital, for the most part.
0: Yeah. I mean, sometimes you start a great adventure capitalism and then you got to wave six flags of bankruptcy, but it depends. Yeah.
1: Too big to fail. Shake check.
0: Yeah. So for me, number six, we did, I said, getting gas.
1: Getting that gas, filling up.
0: My favorite gas station to go to was a place called Gasoline Heaven
1: because it made you feel like you
0: were in Gasoline Heaven. <laughs> you don't want to sniff too much gasoline because then you, you get in Gasoline Heaven. But
1: right, you don't want to pass away no gas away
0: no <laughs> you don't want to sometimes but if you pass gas at the gas station then that can be okay
1: as long as there's not a match nearby no, you don't want to light up next to the, the tank
0: yeah as long as there's not a match or like a match on a dating app ooh hinge yeah you don't want it to hinge on passing gas at the gas station
1: especially if you got some some fire in the some tinder.
0: yeah I mean unless it's premium.
1: That's his premium.
0: I always like to make up this guy. Like, uh, there was a period. I don't know if my dad still like gets premium gas, but there was a period he would say like fill up premium. So I was like, who's this fill premium guy? (laughs) Philip premium.
1: I like that. Yeah. Philip premium.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't care about cars. But I, I don't I'm, really I'm gonna,
1: understand. I, I thought just certain cars only take a I think I gas.
0: think certain I think sometimes that's true. I mean, obviously we knew, we know nothing about cars. Razorback, sorry if this is insulting. I feel like some people who care about cars get insulted by talk like this. But yeah. like I'm I mean I'm a I'm getting regular. I'm not. I'm getting regular. Talk. I I am guessing it's worse for your car, but it doesn't. I it it still works. So
1: yeah, I'm pretty sure most some cars can't even take premium. I don't know. I don't know anything about gas except for Farts.
0: Maybe it's something about Phil Jackson because it's like Phil Premium.
1: I'll ask Phil about it. He knows the triangle offense, but there's a lot about gas.
0: Yeah. All right. So that was my number six. My number five is random items at a hardware store. Nice. And I love going to a hardware store. It's the Wild West in there. I feel like there, I mean, there are your Ace Hardwares and your Home Depot, which are more planned, more corporate, you might say. But I feel like most neighborhoods still have hardware stores that are just kind of an organized mess and i went into one recently and i needed some screws and even in this covid time this guy was like yeah it's right over there like i'll show you and he, he, he walked me through similar to getting the meat i feel like hardware stores it's a situation where like i know some stuff but i don't know everything by any means and it's kind of like this lifelong art i feel like the longer you live the long. The more random hardware needs you have, and I do think there's something nice about being confident about hardware type things and i I would consider myself more more handy than my you know so i think I think i don't know if this is a stereotype or not, but I feel like Jews in general are not handy people absolutely, and I feel like I'm more handy than I should be based on my Judaism. And yeah. I, I relish that. I coleslaw it and I, I relish it.
1: Yeah. I don't sauerkraut at all. I'm not handy whatsoever. Uh, I, I, am always very impressed whenever I go into a hardware store. I like the people who work there. I feel like they're, it's very impressive. Like of how their range of knowledge, I feel like you have to have a really vast uh, intelligence to, to kind of, anybody can walk in with any kind of project or, Really, any kind of question, you have to be prepared for it. Um, I'm not good at building things. I get very stressed out. I feel like you, you enjoy the challenge of trying to put stuff together and fixing things. I am the opposite. It really stresses me out. But the YouTube videos have made me a little bit better. Cause if, I, if I can watch somebody else doing it, and I can go at my own pace, I can slowly do that. But overall, I'm not John Andy at all.
0: What they would say in the biz of teaching is that you're a visual learner.
1: I am, for
0: sure. Yeah, so you learn it. I'm learning about the pod every day. Every every pod visualizing our success. Exactly. So, believe it. so that's number five. Number four is kind of related to talking about putting things together. It's going to furniture stores, particularly IKEA, because that's the furniture store I, I frequented. And IKEA, I'm fascinated by. And It's just like I love when there is a – when people are organized in a mass way, uh, in a way that's useful to them, like Ikea. Like Ikea should be terrible. The experience of going to a gigantic hardware store – or not hardware, furniture store. It should be awful, but they somehow make it efficient. It's That's something that – it's a production, but it's the most efficient version. It's the opposite of – what was I saying that I didn't like? oh the car wash it's the opposite of the car wash okay
1: that's fair because i
0: think it it should be and it is kind of a gigantic production but they make it the most efficient version of that and i respect that i like ikea in particular i went there yesterday so um we were gone for a week and you'll notice the layout in our apartment there's a window in our kitchen that leads to like kind of it's like a like a back alley. it's like a few apartments, but there's you, there's like an outdoor space. some of the apartments kind of behind us have like outdoor space, I guess mm-hmm. um so there's like basically there's scaffolding that kind of came up while we' were gone before this. they're basically like refortifying some wall to make sure it doesn't fall down. but
1: must it beautiful look at?
0: Well, yeah, terrible to look at, but also like today you know there's people working and they're literally right outside our window yes. so we're like we need some sort of privacy so yesterday we went to ikea and got a uh blind and nice. talking about like figuring out how it works like it didn't come with the right it didn't come with screws which i feel like is weird with ikea so i went to this hardware store and i oh, got the screws Did it yeah it
1: with screws yeah which that's, is that's that's the whole racket of ikea I don't, I, well, I
0: feel I feel like they usually come with the stuff, which I don't know if they, they comes, forgot it. Jesus. Yeah, but anyway, you're right. Like in terms of figuring things out, Kate kind of makes fun of me. I just get so obsessed. I like I got I became so obsessed with making sure this blind came like went up the right way that yeah. I I like, didn't eat and I I just like I, that was all I was doing for a few hours and it, now it looks great. But it, it's like there's too many. There's something very satisfying about having a job executing it. Finishing it and seeing the finished product, and a great most of you the economy.
1: TV wonder yesterday from that <laughs> Yeah,
0: most most of the economy is not set up like that anymore, and yeah. I do think in some senses, where humans are conditioned more to have tasks and complete them, as opposed to like these vague, ongoing information economy things that we have now.
1: Right. I just the whole process of like. I've only been to Ikea once. I went with my college roommate to pick out some furniture and I loved like looking around and everything set up so efficiently and every you picking out things for your place. But Then I, you forget, you have to put it all together. I don't like that. I,
0: I love the whole, everything about it. Ikea and pretty much most of the stuff in our apartment is Ikea. I do feel like there is something, Ikea stuff. It's, it's great. It's like, I mean, it's just well-valued. I wouldn't say it's cheap because there's very expensive stuff at Ikea, but there's... I feel like going to, like, uh, I guess West Elm is a furniture store. Like, that's, like, Crate and Barrel. Those are, like, leveling up furniture. Um, And I do... I would love to get to a point where you have... Like, there's a certain... There's a certain quality ceiling of Ikea, but I really appreciate that because it's, like, furniture is crazy expensive and it's it's insanity. But, it, it like, I think... That would be something I would be willing to invest money in, like a quality couch, a quality, a quality rug, even like stuff like that.
1: Yeah, IKEA, Hilliard.
0: Nice. I Mike and IKEA.
1: Nice Mike and IKEA. Sweet. That was your number four. Yes. Okie dokie. My number three is going out to get toilet paper slash paper towels. This is a big time errand for me. I do use a lot of paper towels. Um, it's not the best for the environment, but it's it's what I use to really keep my place clean, clean dishes. I use it a lot, use them a lot. Um, toilet paper. Some, some might be surprised, but I, I use a lot. I use toilet paper almost daily. Uh, no, I, I would say daily. Take out the almost. I try to go through a phase where I uh, I didn't use toilet paper to try to build up a tolerance, not have to wipe anymore. But that failed miserably. So I, I use TP pretty fairly consistently um i stocked up a lot pre-pandemic i was one of those people who kind of uh went nuts with buying toilet paper so i haven't had to go since march but march then, I, would, I, would, I would go you know every once a month maybe um and it's nice you're you're, you're doing you're filling up your stock you're, you're doing what you have to do it's it's my number three can toilet paper paper towels
0: so you're saying you have, it's, it's August 31st, the day we're recording this, and you haven't needed to get toilet paper since March?
1: I, I had to go a couple weeks ago the first time, but I, I, before then I hadn't gone since March.
0: How much toilet paper did you have?
1: I went, I went pretty wet. Uh, there, there was like a, a, a four-day period where I would go multiple times a day to stock up on TP.
0: Where'd you put it?
1: I got, th- I got some thought in space and i would also wrap it around myself like a mummy. Uh,
0: I I I am speechless.
1: Yeah, well, that's not great for the pop, but I I, I got to say I I love toilet paper. I I I I've, I've been known to clog toilets. I use too much, but uh what are you going to do?
0: Are you secretly a 12-year-old on Halloween TP in I, whack I, Goldberg's house?
1: I would love to. I would love to egg at that house. <laughs> you know, throw some eggs at whack, but I'm not, I'm not TPing up houses, but I use a lot of TP.
0: Impressive. I'm impressed. It's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good errand. It's not on my top nine, but it's a, it's a good errand.
1: Appreciate it. My number two is going to get a haircut. I love getting a haircut. Uh, I used to love it even more when I wasn't losing my hair. Now every time I go get my haircut, I see how far and far back my hairline's gone, which is not the best, but I love. I've been going to the same hairdresser, Liz. Since the 80s, we have a great rapport. I've got a bit about her. I love going to the hairdresser, getting my hair shampooed and conditioned. Um, yeah, it may, definitely the pandemic made me appreciate going to get a haircut even more because I couldn't do it for a while. It's it's fresh. You feel uh, cleaned up afterwards. It's my number two, getting a trim.
0: Yeah. I mean, I knew this was going to be on your top nine because I know you and Liz have a really strong rapport-y school, but We really do we've talked about barber shops and haircuts, so I had a good relationship with Barbara, my person who I got a haircut from growing yeah. up and then, as time went on, I just I couldn't go to Long Island to get a haircut and I haven't i mean now I don't go to a i don't I don't need to I right. don't have enough hair slash I could shave my head and it's a nice money saving technique. I could still go, but I feel like it's just a waste of money um but i don't I, I feel like like the, the mat there's like barbershops I I get and we've talked before also like like particularly uh black barbershops are like a important place for a lot of people. Culture, yeah. yeah. Um communities. Exactly. Uh so I understand for sure a lot of people have very strong positive feelings about barbershops. For me, in the barbershops I've gone to it's just it's always felt too hyper masculine for me and even the ones i've liked have always had that energy um a little bit so i i like like the last the last the very last one i went to i liked the most but still it's like you know you're you're spending money on something that you don't have to do um especially when you have less hair i feel like you have to get more haircuts. so that i didn't like when i was young i got the haircut like once every four months and who cares it's like once every four months that's, good. that's a good point yeah I, that's a- So, the the less hair you
1: get, the more haircuts you need.
0: Yeah. So, but then you get to a point where it's like, you you can't spend money. Like, if I wanted to look the way, like, good, the way I wanted to look, I would need to go get a haircut every week. And that's crazy.
1: Right. Stuff. Yeah. That is a good bit. Women's hair salon. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. My number one is going to get coffee. My number one, Aaron. Now, I. I have a, a Keurig, I have, I also have an espresso machine in my apartment also, but I I love the process, especially when stand-up was more thriving, of going to get a pre-show coffee, going out to get a coffee, if you're out on the road getting a coffee, finding a cool coffee shop. Some of my favorite things is finding a, a great coffee shop that has good beans. I love a good bean. Um, I love... The feeling of after you're getting the first sip of coffee at a nice shop. And uh, it's my number one because I, it's the one errand that I feel like pays the most immediate dividends. You know, it, it's, it's not something that's always necessary because you can make coffee on your own. But it's like a little treat that you can do on a daily basis that's not that expensive. Uh, just to give a little pep in your step. That's coffee.
0: Yeah, it definitely blurs the lines. And I do think this is like a Robin Thicke line. But it does sure. blur the lines between errand and, like, a nice uh, thing you do for right. yourself.
1: I, I, do, I consider it an errand for yourself. Yeah, for, for so your
0: not, I, I understand the classification, but I do think it toes the line. Um, that's okay. Yeah, getting coffee's great. And what I don't know, everything, I, I don't have much to add, because I think you really, sure. you really ran the gamut there. Also, I don't know if you could hear it, but the millionaire next door is screaming, so I'm distracted. I, know, I wish I could. I can't hear. Yeah, it's really nuts, and I'm afraid that it's bleeding into the pod, and I also can't really concentrate. But coffee, <laughs> yeah, getting coffee. I mean, getting getting coffee is uh, is amazing, and yeah. I I almost don't clap. So I I would say I classify getting um, getting coffee to bring to make it home is an errand that I strongly considered. Getting beans, yeah. yeah, getting the, which I strongly considered putting in the uh in in my top nine which i did and going out and getting coffee i don't consider an errand but i understand that other people might consider it an errand
1: yeah i just consider it an errand because sometimes i need to go get it in order to just, to do other things like i i need to have my coffee before i i do any, do do most things so if i don't have coffee in my apartment i gotta go out run this errand so i can complete the rest of my days. Yeah.
0: And you got to be able to defy the odds and run your Aaron Brockovich's.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Superstar.
0: Yeah. All right. So I will say my number three is running errands for Kate. Now, sometimes she'll be like texting me or, or saying over the course of a few days, like, Oh, we're running out of this. We should get this. And one easy way to get husband points is, you know, when you're on your way home, just go and pick that up. And then it's suddenly in the apartment and it's like, oh my God, you did that? You're so great. And it's an easy thing to do and it makes her happy and it really gets me a lot of easy points. So it's a win 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 for everybody.
1: I like that a lot. It's, it's, it's almost along the lines of it's more of an errand than it's, it's kind of like getting a gift a little bit, the same thing, doing something for somebody else.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that. But then it also benefits me because it's like, yeah, we did need more toilet paper.
1: Right.
0: But then it makes me... If you look, need,
1: need toilet paper, let me know.
0: I know where to go now. You yeah. Are you selling... Mucha a scots. You selling wholesale?
1: I do per roll.
0: Okay. I feel like with the amount I you... Markup. I think the amount you got, you could do wholesale. <laughs> Number two, I have going to a pharmacy type store while traveling.
1: <laughs> I thought you were anti-medicine.
0: So you're at you're going to, this is a common occurrence for me. We're going to Florida. We get there. I say, Oh, I forgot sunscreen. Oh, I forgot toothpaste. Oh, I forgot really sunscreen and toothpaste. I guess. I don't know what else there is. Sometimes Kate forgets something. I don't know. Moisturizer or some. you know? Um, and deodorant. yeah, I forget. De- yeah. That's something deodorant. Yeah. So, I love that kind of small run when you're somewhere else for a few days and you're stocking up, you're getting your ammunition for the mini war you're fighting of being camping out. You outside of your home. Yeah. Camping out somewhere else for several days. And this That's a great stocks you up, gets you prepared. And talking about, I generally, I don't like the, when I go somewhere else, I don't like w- what you could experience where you live. But I do think, like, a CVS somewhere else is a nice comfort of anywhere.
1: Yeah. 100%. I, that's a great one. Because I feel like there's always that moment also when you get somewhere else and you're like, oh, I forgot the odor. The moment of panic of being like, oh, I'm not going to have the odor. Then you realize that you live in, like, a society where there's probably a CVS 10 minutes away. And then that's that relief of being like, oh, I, I can really get anything anywhere. Exactly. So nice.
0: Yeah. So that's a good one. It's one of my favorites. Like it's, it's my second favorite. And my number one, I mean, you know this is coming. It's pretty obvious based on my passion, going to the grocery store. Knew that. I don't, I really don't have anything else to say. And I encourage all backs if you haven't listened to, listen to our grocery store episode, which was a few episodes ago. You, you said it was my, it was my top episode.
1: Yeah. I think yeah. Phil Jackson agreed with me with that assessment. It just showed uh, your true colors.
0: Yeah, Uh. so, okay, so I'm actually looking it up. It's episode 36, Too Big to Christian Bale, is the grocery nice. store episode.
1: Check it out. It gets really uh passionate. passionate. Che-
0: check it out, but make sure when you do check out that you have the bar that separates you from the person in front of you when you check it out.
1: Yes, but and also when you're checking out, bring your own environmentally safe bag. Use yeah,
0: definitely bring your own bag when you listen to that. Beautiful.
1: Beautiful. Jinx. You'll be a Maserati.
0: Okay. Domizetti. Got any ads? Uh no. I don't have any ads, but I have Phil Jackson's picks to reveal for you. I'm
1: jumping the
0: gun. Jesse jumping the gun. Forgetting, getting excited about ads. Forgot that uh, you know, we got a we got a big uh a big segment to do.
1: Yeah, a huge segment.
0: So Phil Jackson, I don't he... I don't think he did. He didn't do that well, but his intro, his intros are the stuff of legend. This is what he he led into this. He he said he acknowledged the difficulty. He said, this is no easy task this week for a sous chef like myself to predict the way a seasoned chef will interpret his kitchen, his sanctuary, his pot skillet. But what we do know, or no, but what we do do, but what do we do? Sorry. Sorry, Phil. <laughs> What the? <laughs> this is no easy task this week for a sous chef like myself to predict the way a seasoned chef will interpret his kitchen his sanctuary his spot his pot skillet but what do we do as braised boys we step up to the plate and we get on base Let's i know phil <laughs> i have no idea how sweet feet errand boy agner will go this week but i do know that he's no Aaron boy he's an agner boy
1: Okay, I don't so. know what that means, but I love tenacity. Those those intros are really the it's the meat of the all the predictions. Yeah, you can say whatever he wants. But the intros get me going. I'm so all is,
0: up. so his predictions, the liquor store run, which you didn't have, which I thought you might, but you didn't have it.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't go on enough uh, liquor store runs to really. It's a good one. I didn't really think about it to be honest. I don't consider that an errand. I consider that more of like a like a luxury, like a okay. Luxury.
0: Okay, the Bodega Essentials, like the water before a big trip or a sack of nuts.
1: This guy knows my body. This guy knows my sack of nuts. Love that. I consider that under my medicine, going to the store, stocking up.
0: Then he's got two that I wouldn't consider errands, but he said the Deli Order and the Weekend Bagel Store romp. Which, that, the weekend bagel store romp is a good one. I feel like this is almost like a another category that we have to figure out how to quantify. Yeah. Because it, it like is an errand, but it also is not. The weekend bagel store romp I, is a classic.
1: It's a huge classic. Me and me and Phil used to go on a lot of bagel store romps back in the day. We, we would go to this place, Bagel Bob's, on University. I know Bagel
0: Bob's. Yeah, it's a good one.
1: Fantastic. Just sh- we would smear each other's bagels and. It was just, it was unbelievable times. We had a lot of memories back in the day. Me and Bill going on many romps today. Did I say Bill? I mean Phil.
0: Yeah, I don't know who you're talking about with Bill. But then Phil says the hardware store or bed bath trip, which you did not have.
1: No, I'm not not handy.
0: Then he's got the sports store for playful accoutrement, which I thought you might have. I was surprised you didn't.
1: A sports store for playful accoutrement. Like what? I thought like be, like, like maybe ball like
0: ball? yeah, maybe like a new Jets hat or like uh, basketball shoes.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Maybe you need a new uh, wiffle ball bat. I don't know.
1: Okay, that's fair. That's that's a, that's a good guess.
0: And then Again, I
1: feel good. these predictions are always better than my actual list.
0: <laughs> and then this is the only one he got. Uh the gas station stop for a fill and some slim jims. <laughs>
1: Oh man, Phil And then really his bonus sets up the best one for last.
0: Yeah, and he has a bonus, the newspaper pickup, good one, or the butcher shop stop. And I told him I had the butcher shop stop. He said also, you know, we have we have some good like posts his predictions banter. He said it's gonna be a bloodbath this week.
1: <laughs> this is phenomenal predictions. Yeah. I, I used to always love getting the paper also, especially going to the beach, grabbing the paper, grabbing uh the news and, and really I love it in your hands, yeah, with the news. But
0: there is something lost about not having a newspaper. Some would say the most important thing that's lost is objectivism. But who am I? Who am I to say?
1: Who are you? But great, great predictions by Phil. That was phenomenal. Okay, we got Kate's picks. Very spot on for Kate. We got going to the grocery store. She said in parentheses, obviously that was kind of you know. Uh huh. Right in the nose. Going to the hardware store for a specific project, like putting up lines this weekend. Yeah. Bang. Going to the butcher. Bang. An annual IKEA trip. Got it. Mailing something at the post office and or getting stamps. Wow, she I mean, <laughs> you're you're anti. You you believe that the postal service should be shut down and that the election should be postponed. That's what you said. And then <laughs> she predicted getting gas. So that you don't you don't have getting gas. I
0: got getting gas. Yeah, getting we had gas. the whole thing. Yeah, remember New Jersey? I uh, got getting gas. Yes. Yeah.
1: We get gas in both number six. Yeah. So she got one, two, three,
0: four, five, 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 six. 5 I mean, it's an impressive, an impressive rate.
1: Very impressive.
0: And she was also saying that this was a tough one because it's like I don't know what random things you're gonna say. Yeah. So, every every time I think she she d- delivers in a so major to way. Play it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, What could you say? Every time she's like, "This is tough. I don't know how I'm gonna do." And every time, out of the park, five for six.
1: To the cake plate, swings for the The fence. Hall
0: Hall of Fame numbers. So I don't I don't got any ads this week. Do you?
1: I do have an ad. This week is brought to you by Braised Beans Coffee. Do you like braised bits, but wish you could ingest it via coffee? Check out braised beans that have been flash fried and then slowly stewed in an oven. Our beans are so good you could throw them in a burrito. But they're coffee beans, you say. More like coffee burritos. Want to get into pod shape quicker? Sip on a mug of braised beans burrito coffee and you'll be riffing like Fred McGriff in no time. Or you'll poop a lot. And I have toilet paper if you need it. Braised beans.
0: Did you read the giant wall of small text that's associated with the side effects?
1: No. I don't, I, we can throw that in, into the show description, but if, if, if people want to... I, I I stand behind braised beans.
0: Okay, I mean, if we're telling people they could get in pod shape by taking braised beans, I'm just I'm just saying.
1: It's got the braze the brazer back guarantee. All right. I I I think you should throw it into the uh, big apple box.
0: What's that stuff that's like advertised on Joe Rogan? Sometimes you know, like uh, Alpha Mind. You know that, what I'm talking about? But it's like certain yeah, brain pill. Yeah, is it like that?
1: Yeah. But this is this is just uh, it's you can sip it on a
0: coffee. I just I'm just saying we're getting into, into dicey. T- I I'm not behind it. I can't I sponsor. can't endorse. This is somebody
1: who's paying for the prayer time. You're you're slamming them.
0: Sa- slamming Sammy Sosa, that's me. I'm Mark McGuire.
1: Wow, you're all juiced up.
0: I'm all juiced up. Okay. Say it ain't say it ain't conseco, but I can't <laughs> endorse. I can't endorse. <laughs> all right, fair. All right, so we got a second question. This second question is from our old friend, third time, long time, he says, Whack Mulberg. Although I believe previously he was back Mulberg, so Whack Mulberg, I guess, but it's the same person. You know who it is. And he's he's trying to divide us. He's going by a certain playbook of divisive rhetoric. And, you know, we'll see how we do on this. But he says, Whack Mulberg says, if you had to pick a different podcast host other than each other, who would it be? And then he says, Zach Goldberg is available and insider sources have revealed.
1: This is just so classic whack. I mean, this is just, it's, it's provoking. He's trying to drive a wedge between, between us. It's, uh, it's, I don't see any positive. It's not a positive question. It's, it's whack. It's a definition of whack. He's living up to his name. But uh, if you want to answer it, I'm not going to step on your toes.
0: Are you going to answer it?
1: I don't think we could ever, I could ever have a different braze Bits co-host. If I, if I could pick a, a co-host for another podcast, that, like a dream co-host, of like, I have like a dream co-host, of like a, a celebrity that I like, but I don't think I could ever pick another person to braise with. That's just, that's just me.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I was thinking about it in a few different contexts, but like this is the only. I mean, even when we tried to have you, like you, the two weeks where we had guest hosts, it made no sense. It was a different yeah. podcast. This is the only, and even with guests, like we realize, you know, we have guests and we should probably maybe have more guests, but it's like it's a different thing, and this is the pod kitchen.
1: Whack thinks he's gonna. This is this question. If anything is bringing us close, yeah, it's not gonna drive away.
0: Like the answer is like. It you can't you can't do braised bits with another chef, is no. the answer. I mean, there's different many different hosts. I'd say my I don't know who my dream host is. Who I'm interested? Who is your dream host for like a different thing?
1: Mine would be like one of my favorite podcasts is Comedy Bang Bang, hosted by Scott Ackerman, and it's always been my dream to be like a guest on that podcast, but even more to host a podcast co-host a podcast with Scott Ackerman. He's one. I think he's got one of the funniest. Senses of humor. I think we have a similar sense of humor. He's all about wordplay, very stupid jokes. Um he has a similar sense of humor to one of my old friends, not an old friend, but I I don't see him that often call him Skeeto. So listening to Scott Awkman reminds me of him because they have a similar sense of humor. Yeah, it, it, it would be just like I think he's influenced also a lot of my comedy, so I feel like it would it would be really cool to do a podcast with him. You
0: get in the convenience store kitchen with flame and hot skeeto. Exactly. I, uh, yeah, I actually, I had never really listened to comedy bang bang and I don't know because I think good podcasts require specific chemistry. Like our chemistry, I don't even know. I wouldn't even know how to describe it. It's, it's its own thing. I can't, it's like almost not comparable to anything, but I do feel like certain dynamics. So like, like for instance, uh, Nick Alex, who's a guest host and I, it's a chemistry. That's like, we're so different that it works. Like it works, you know, so even like my favorite people, like I'm thinking like Nate Bargatze is one of my favorite comedians. And I think it would be really, I'd love to do a podcast with him if we clicked in person. I've never met him, yeah. but I feel like it's, it were too, there's too much of a similarity there where it might not work. So I feel like you almost need someone who is the opposite of you in a lot of ways. Uh, or if the chemistry is so dynamically great, like ours, that it's it's one of those two, you know. Either you're you're diametrically opposed, but you have chemistry. It's like Walter White and Jesse Pinkman.
1: Right. You can't define it. I feel chemistry can't define it. It's just an energy, and it, so you can only really see if it works once you do it.
0: Yeah, I feel like you can't define chemistry unless you figure out the components and the elements that it is, and then it's actually a very particular formula.
1: <laughs> if any want wanted to write out the formula for our chemistry let us know
0: well i think i think before we go on to the final segment we should just leave this out there because clearly what whack mulberg is building on is he clearly wants to be a guest on the pod and what do you say to that no all right he says no (laughs) jesse says no i'm not close to it but i'm also not gonna change your mind so you
1: need to listen to full episodes in order to qualify and you also, I don't like uh, him trying to drive a wedge. I feel like he would come on here attacking the pot, trying to make us break up, trying to trying to get some headlines, get some clickbait. That's whack.
0: Yeah, like the kind of the evil... He would
1: stop halfway through, being like, it's too long.
0: He would stop halfway through. The evil marketing part of me is like, oh, we would have this guy and our ratings would be as good as CNN's. You know? Right. But, right. but then I'm like, for, for us, tough, for, for our integrity, is, is having whack the right move. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, this might be a good test. If he actually listens to this part, I feel like, not that we have to have him on, but that's a step in the direction of having him
1: on. It's it's, it's one direction. I'll say that. But It's making me Harry Styles. I think a great guest would be Phil Jackson. He he would come in with a great energy. He would want to bring us together. He he would he'd want to add to the chemistry. He would have uh, just, just he would just build upon what he's already brought to his predictions.
0: Sure. Yeah,
1: all right. Bad question by whack. Let's get into is that a QAB?
0: All right, I'll lead off. I'll get on base. My QAB this week. I feel like the past several weeks I've had like these really intense QABs where I've like indicted society for some some fatal flaw. So this one is a little bit lighter. It's uh, vegetable oil. Ow. Ow lighter that? vegetable oil.
1: Nice.
0: It's it's called vegetable oil. I've gone most. I went most of my life thinking like this is the best thing you could cook your food in. Then I find out if you basically fry it, like if, if you heat it up, then it, it's like not that good for you. It It's called vegetable oil. You think it's good. But then if you actually heat it up and cook it and stuff, it causes like inflammation and it's just like not, it's not close to as good as you, for you as vegetable makes you assume. And I think that's QAB. I
1: like that a lot. I, I, that's, I recently learned... Uh, that like while cooking, that vegetable oil is—it's like it burns at a higher exactly. temperature than regular oils. So yeah. that's why I use it for the like, steaks and meats more because it gets more of a sear on the outside. Yeah, yeah, but it's not healthy. Like I, I agree. I think forever I always thought that it was a healthier version of olive oil. I
0: thought it was better than olive oil. It's it's vegetable oil,
1: right? It's sound it's that's marketing. Big vegetable oil, really scandalous.
0: I don't I don't get it. I mean, I do get that's it. A good one. I do get it, but I don't get it. It's it's. A, they should they should be forced to change to like worse than olive oil.
1: <laughs> worse than olive oil, oil. Yeah. Nice.
0: Same thing. I think I I don't know enough about avocado oil, but I feel like that's in a similar boat.
1: Yeah, I don't know much about avocado oil.
0: But I th- I think I mean I think olive oil is the best one.
1: Definitely the best tasting, and definitely the best wedding gift.
0: Yeah, and you can get it in big apple box, coming soon.
1: B A B. Sweet. My is that a QAB? Is it might make you uh, change your mind on having a, after whack on the pod. This one's centered around whack. This past weekend, I went over to Eddie Jones' apartment, uh, where Phil Jackson and Whack were both in attendance. Oh my kind of god! In the air, you can re- really <laughs> sense just an overall, a lot of competitiveness, a lot of just you know fighting for airtime. It is what it is, but this is not. The is that a QAB is we went to a high rise building to visit another friend, and my friend lives on the seventh floor. There's at least thirty, more than that, probably forty floors. Before we get out from the seventh floor, I'm in the elevator with Whack. We had had a couple of uh, beverageinos. Whack hits all of the elevator buttons above us, every single floor. <laughs> he hits at least forty buttons. I mean, is that not a indication of what kind of character we're dealing with? This guy has no sense of any any kind of just one of the wackest moves of all time, an absolute boneheaded move. What if someone had an emergency needed needed to get down fast? I'm not surprised that the elevator might have broken from this. The guy is a madman. The guy needs to be locked up. Throw away the key. He's a menace to society. He wants to drive a wedge between me and you. And I think uh, this guy needs to be taken off our streets. This guy's whack. Do you think and, he? Very QAB. Do you think he's just acting out? <laughs> I think he might be acting out. He might... He might he's, he's in desperate need of invention now. He took away his detention. <laughs> that, is, that is
0: wild. I can't even comprehend a situation in which I would even... I would even think to do that. And then if I did, that I would... Yeah, that, that I mean, it's it's whack.
1: It's another, it's just a piece of evidence about what kind. What of do you did you can,
0: did you like confront him in the moment?
1: Yeah, I I took a video. I called him an asshole, and I, I was laughing because I was just in, in shock. But is I was uh, it stuck with me. It's, it's really rubbed me the, the guy. The guy's a madman.
0: Yeah, I would like to see the re, like. What's the banter between Phil Jackson and whack like?
1: It's tough. I I, I they didn't really address the elephant about yeah. Phil. Taking his place, yeah. They were talking about the predictions. They were at the time trying to predict our top nine fast foods. Uh huh. Um. But it's 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 palpable to say the least. It's just the it's just head on head, knuckle on knuckle, push back and forth. A lot of passive aggressiveness. Whack first, fill trying the offense versus a whack job. It, it's 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 tough to see to be honest.
0: Yeah, I feel like we almost got to like set up a debate between them.
1: We should. That would be really fun.
0: Yeah. That's a good one.
1: Yeah, I'm all riled up from it. But let's bring in the closer.
0: Yeah, let's bring the elevator down to the ground floor. Press only one button.
1: One button. Everyone knows the rules. A one. A two. A one, two, three, four.
0: Bits, 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 bits. Bits bits bits. Bits, 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 bits. Bits, 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 bits. 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 Nice. Bits, 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 bits. Bits, 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 bits. Bits, yeah. bits, 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 Very nice. Got it to
1: plug. Besides so BAB, got the Big Apple Box coming
0: soon. Yeah, I got Big Apple Box. I got to plug in my laptop pretty soon because it's running low on juice, but I got it. That's a, that's about it, the Big Apple Box. If you go to BigAppleBox.com, it's literally just kind of like a this is coming soon type thing and you could subscribe to the email. So check it out. Um... And then yeah that, that, that's it. that's enough. you got to only plug one thing. If you plug multiple things, people get confused. I found.
1: yeah, plug one thing yeah I'll just I'll plug the pod and I, I would say I would really have enjoying the questions. I feel like we've been getting uh great questions from new brazerbacks. If you're a brazerback who hasn't submitted a question yet, please let us know where any kind of question it could be about anything. Um, yeah, you don't have to tell us who you are or where you're coming from, but yeah so like I,
0: yeah so like obviously every brazerback that is submitted like Brazy Buchanan is not actually named Brazy Buchanan <laughs> I mean yeah. I think everyone's figured that out, but uh you can go by your real name, but I think every single person who's sent in questions except for Eric Seidel, has gone by uh's gone by a, a you know a fun brazerback name yeah. yeah, you could have yeah. like you could have your real name in society and you could have your brazerback name. Right. in the question once you
1: come in the pot of kitchen you have a different identity
0: the same identity but a different identity and again uh, if you want to send in anything the email is brazebits at gmail brazebits at gmail or you could message us on instagram
1: beautiful and that's it episode 41 in the cookbook
0: in the cookbook
1: alright thanks for listening everybody
0: one two three peace peace <laughs>